Sonido Software presents Story of a Studio, where we meet with recording studio owners and audio professionals, hear of their passions, and share their unique stories with you. Hey, this is Brady with Story of a Studio. Today I'm sitting with Alex Cutler, heavy music producer and audio engineer here in his home studio. Well, I really appreciate you being open, uh, allowing me to come into your your home, your studio space, and uh, check out the studio and hear your story. I love to start this off and hear about um, your history, right? Because I, I feel like the audio production industry is such a passionate space and everyone has a story. A lot of times those stories tend to align in a sense with their involvement in music early on, but I'd love to hear early on how you got involved in music and, um, and then we'll, we'll get into kind of how that morphed into audio production. Sure. Yeah, I started playing music when I was a kid and got really serious about playing music like when I was like 20 years old. I was like working at a pizza shop for a couple of years and basically was just like like working at the pizza shop, go home and play guitar like in my basement like at the time like like for hours and hours and I just like grinded like as hard as I could for a while. Eventually I got into a band that was like a cover band and like we were playing bars like every night. Quit the pizza place. Um I had started like teaching myself how to record by then. Uh, and then the following like year, I started school at uh, Cuyahoga Community College, which is in Cleveland, Ohio. And they have a really awesome facility there for their recording arts technology um, program. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame gave them like some crazy amount of money, like millions of dollars or something, a handful of years back, and they built this giant facility. It's got like seven like studio rooms in it with different consoles and stuff. It's a two-year program. I did one year of it, and then the following summer, I was in a different band at this point, which was, they were, we were called um, Golden Bear at the time, but the band's now called Shuggy Shooter. My friend Dylan is still still going strong with it in Los Angeles now which is where I moved, and I actually just mastered a um, a Shuggy Shooter live at UCLA, I think was where, where it was, um, and he just released it, and so yeah, that was fun. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I was in that band, we were playing a show, met the sound guy, his name was Nathan Doubt, and he owned a studio called Central 8 Studios in Akron, Ohio, and basically I met him that night, and then like a couple weeks later, um, was going to get a guitar pedal, um, uh, trade, like, I was trading a guitar pedal on Facebook. He hit me up for it. Told me to come down to a studio. I was like, sure, cool. Showed up. It was awesome. Um, basically, we became friends and I helped him for, um, a handful of months, like nine months or so. Um, and learned a lot of stuff from him. And, uh, then basically I decided to, moved to Utah and this is my basement studio which I now work completely out of full-time. I had learned in Akron as well like a little bit how, on how to do live sound and so when I came out here that was like a big like priority for me was to try to immediately start getting live sound gigs and so I just started like shadowing all over town mm -hmm. and like talking to like everybody I could talk to basically and just like walking straight up to sound guys at venues and saying like, Hey man, can I help you? Like, like, do you just like, I can wrap a cable, watch yeah. me, you know? And like, um, eventually a couple of them said, yeah. And like, you know, eventually I was getting my own live sound gigs and, um, 
in the meantime, I was also like really focused on trying to uh, expand my knowledge like on the studio side of things because I knew that this was kind of like my ultimate goal. Um, and so basically I tried to get another internship like right when I moved out here and like got rejected all over town until I finally, finally got a hold of Wes Johnson at Archive Recordings who, uh, yeah, let me come in and <laughs> hang out and like, dude, yeah, that was sick. And, um, yeah. I, I ended up assisting him for, uh, like a couple months, um, uh, to, to like a year, honestly, it was maybe over a year. Flash forward a little bit, like I had been like helping out West for a couple months. He was finishing up building his new studio in North Salt Lake. Um, cause his new location took him like three years to build from the ground up. It was crazy. Like, um, and so he was like just putting the finishing final touches on there when, when I, when I got in and, yeah, basically I had this band, like we had a couple songs and he let me record my own band, like using the studio. Um, and after I had like recorded my band, like there was like, I, I had started doing some live sound stuff at that point and talking and just going to shows more and like mingling with people. And like, um, once I had that EP out, I really had something like solid to show people. I felt like at the time, like, I don't really think it sounds that great now, like listening back to it, but like, I feel like, uh, you know, at the time it was like pretty sick because it was the first like full thing I had done, you know, cause up until that point, like I had done like, um, little things like here and there, but I had mostly just been like helping out like other engineers for like such a long point at that time and like going to school and like all this is like all this build up. And then this, we just did this EP and it was like, oh my God, it was like so much expectation. And then like, yeah, after that though, like I was basically able to get a couple people who were like, yeah, like, whoa, like we could record with you at that studio too. And, um, so I was like, Hey Wes, can I do this? And he was like, yeah, sure. Like if you can get the people to come in here and you can record them, like go for it. And so he just, he let me start booking sessions and yeah, I got, handful of bookings like over the next couple months and did a couple really uh cool albums like uh, a horrible penny ep that was like uh, done around here and um wolf blitzer is another band i i got to work with um which is like another death metal band horrible penny was like a shoegazy punk band and these were like kind of like my like first like things that like i really like was feeling proud of at the time and stuff and um that was awesome uh, so anyways the following summer though at that point i was um kind of feeling like like i still was hungry to like learn more from other engineers and stuff and so at this point though i had been actually also like my main like source of income was um like i was working at uh, kilby court a lot um, for like, I was probably like five months, but I was working there like multiple shows a week, um, which is just a punk venue down downtown. Um, okay. And yeah, so I was uh, doing that and booking sessions when I could. And yeah, saved up some money because basically um, I decided that I wanted to go learn more. And so I went, I called up, uh, Prairie Sun Recordings in Cotati, California, which is where 
Wes had done his initial internship. Um, and he was like, yeah, like if you want to go out there and learn from those guys, like, you know, like I'll, I'll, uh, put in a good word for you or whatever. And yeah, he did. And like, I showed up and it was like first day, they just like acted like I was family already. And it was just like, like crazy, like yes. how welcoming they were to me. And yeah, yeah I, I was with them for three months. And yeah, what, what was it like? I mean, what, what were you involved in there? Well, <clears throat> I like to, uh, be as like humble as possible. when I talked about this, but basically like I was going there to be an intern that was like my purpose. I was like humble intern, like showing up for duty, right? right. Reporting in, like ready to scrub some toilets, like whatever. Exactly. Right. Which I did a lot of while I was there, but um, I was able to start engineering sessions within like just a couple weeks of being there. Like once they realized, like I knew what I was doing and like I, I knew how to use the analog like consoles and stuff. Like they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like and start giving me the session that they didn't want to work. And then I did. An actual full, like, three-song release for a songwriter whose name was Tabitha Antoinette. Um, and we did, yeah, uh, her debut release. And um, that was awesome because she was, like, really open to me, like, putting a lot of creative input into the record and stuff. And, um, yeah, we spent a couple days on it. And it was, I think it turned out awesome. And I was really proud of those songs, too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, basically got back here to Salt Lake after three months of being there and I went back to, um, working, um, uh, sessions at Archive and basically, uh, decided at that point to stop trying to chase live sound gigs as well. Um, and focus all my energy into the studio stuff. Um, and then with that and being back here and stuff and just having more time to not like, I wasn't like out at like, um, like a venue every night. Like I had a lot more time to work on stuff here and do more editing work and stuff here. And naturally just like it happened where it was like, okay, I need to have a mixing room like in my house. And then my mindset progressed even more shortly after, like once I pretty much once I started building this, it was like immediately clicked that like, I was like, yeah, like I just want to focus on mixing like as much as possible and like make that like my main thing. I'll still do production um, with bands that are looking to like open uh, work with me really closely. And I like to do like crazy music. Like I like to do like heavy music. I like to do like prog, um, fusiony stuff, um, whatever. Like I like to do uh, uh, like cool like indie rock, punk stuff, hardcore, like whatever. I like to work with bands that are like, they got like a certain, like really like aggressively like emotional vibe about it, like in a way. And like the music just like hits you like on a deep level, you know, like that's really what I'm going for. And I want to put music out into the world and help people put music out in the world. That's just going to rip people apart emotionally and just completely tear them down and uh, make them question their entire state of being and whatever else it does to them, you know, because it's like, yeah. otherwise, like why even do it? You know, <laughs> what do you feel is your biggest differentiator? Because I think online mixing and these services, especially with COVID, but they're becoming more, more frequent, but also just more generally accepted as well as sure. like 
like it's okay like people are making incredible music out of their home it's okay today sure like, how, how do you stand out how do you differentiate yourself in that yes yeah, so i mean mostly i think that when it comes down to it like i'm just going to always really fight hard to get something that the client's like stoked on and like it just comes back around you know what i mean and um like it kind of goes back to the word of mouth thing like like people just start like feeling more comfortable with the fact if uh of like working with somebody if they have a friend that worked with you or whatever and so i would say that um as far as like if you want to break it down that way like like um like on on like a business like tree level or whatever like if we're going to talk about like the sectors of recording studios and like the differences i guess you could like umbrella me into a hardcore slash metal rock and punk emotional music producer you know for like those bands like screamo whatever you know like like stuff that goes hard that's that's my niche and what i'm trying to like help people make the most of i guess you know mm -hmm. they have an idea i want to help them bring it to life i'm not gonna just give them the quick and easy this isn't a hamburger place you know it's not it's like i'm not in here like flipping patties yeah. and like cranking out mixes in 30 minutes I've done a lot of things as well to make things as smooth as possible for people in general through the whole process. Like I really, really try to like improve my communication with people every day. You know, I'm trying to like get better at that like all the time. And I've implemented a bunch of tools that help me work remotely with people in case we were doing things that way, which is usually the case. So, yeah, I guess, does that answer the question? Yeah, I, mean, I guess you've just set yourself up for success, I guess, in the area. Um, and you're doing well. I mean, it sounds like it's steady. Right. And, like, even if you are niched into a genre where you're, like, trying to be or whatever, you know, like, you're, and, and if you do this stuff and you're, like, active on social media, you're still going to have people from every genre of music like, hitting you up, like, and you can either take it or you can give this to someone else or whatever. You know what I mean? But like people, are, some people are just going to be like, like I have a song and they're not even going to think about like working with a producer who specializes or like really focuses at least on a certain genre. Like bought all these guitar amps and stuff because I want to make big giant guitar sounds. And so people send me DI guitar tracks. I can run it through like this Sun 612, uh, 1200S or like the 5150 or whatever, you know what I mean? And just like get it cranking in here. Cause if somebody can record a DI signal in their bedroom on their guitar, like I can do my best to turn into whatever they want it to be actually, yeah. you know what I mean? Like even if they don't have any recording stuff of their own. So that's uh, other than, you know, like I said, the bare minimum, like a two channel interface literally. So. Yeah, Alex, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to following you on social everywhere else. Where, you know, for people that are listening or watching, you know, where can they find you and your the work that you're doing, your website? Where could they go? Sure, yeah. If you're still here after all this time <laughs> and you've stuck with us till the end here, uh, which, good on you if you have. I'm shocked, honestly. But you can find me online my website, which is www.alexcutlermixing.com. 
or you can find me on Instagram at Alex C. Mixing. Cool. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks.